How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the House of Horror podcast. I've got another great interview for you guys today with my new friend, Morgan Short. Morgan is a very accomplished filmmaker known for her films like No Chance, Home Sweet Home, and many more films that we're going to be getting into in this discussion. So as always, I'm just going to keep this intro short and sweet. But before I forget, if you guys haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the show over on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a rating and a review. Share the show with a few of your friends. And yeah, as I said, we're just going to get right to the interview. Morgan was a great guest, and I'm really happy to be sharing this discussion with you guys. So here it is. I hope you enjoy my interview with Morgan Short. Now let's get spooky. So I saw recently, actually, you were at the Cartoon Network Hotel. Um, what can what can you tell me about that experience? Oh my gosh. Okay, so it was so fun. Um, I was just looking at like vacations that I could drive to, um, and it is a six-hour drive. It's out in the middle of nowhere in Lancaster, PA, um, which is like Amish country of Pennsylvania. Very surprising that there's a random hotel there. Out in and- the middle of nowhere, isn't that where Courage the Cowardly Dog lives? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess yeah, that's so it makes sense. <laughs> Um, apparently it used to be, like, a Motel 6 that caught on fire, and then uh, Cartoon Network just bought it up. Okay. And, <laughs> and made it into a Cartoon Network hotel. Um, nicest staff I've ever encountered at any hotel, resort, or anything. Um, even though we were a group of adults, they were, like, super excited to, like, humor us with whatever games they had, even if they're meant for kids. They're like, yeah, you can do the scavenger hunt, too. Um... It was so much fun, and uh, not badly priced, and it's also next to um, a theme park called Dutch Wonderland, which was intentionally meant to be a ripoff of Disney World when it first opened. Um, So basically, they just have a kiddie ride version of rides that you would see at Disney World. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, that's really, really cool. Was it a lot of... Like, as far as representation at the hotel, is are we talking, like, old school shows? Is it the newer stuff? Like, is there a mix of both? Unfortunately, it is literally only six cartoons. Like, that is the representation, and, and it's newer stuff. Um, and not even, like, super new. Probably, I don't know, probably, like, 2018 era, which is not, I mean, that's still pretty new. But, like, twenty whatever was on Cartoon Network in 2018, that is the theme of this hotel so it's whatever it was whatever was on tv when they opened basically yeah yeah um none of the old stuff and i was like okay it is what it is it was still really cute and it was a great time i loved it was that your first trip that you've gone on since you know the whole world crumbled (laughs) um surprisingly no when i got uh vaccinated my um cousin wanted to go to disney world and she got, I got to go for only $600. Mostly I just watched her kids, but I had never been. So that was only a couple of weeks before the Cartoon Network Hotel. So you're talking to a big Disney World guy right now. Um, not so much, the, like, like I like the films, whatever, but, like, I'm a big, like, theme park guy. Um, what did you think, what did you think, I mean, it was your first trip, so, like, what did you think? Was it everything you thought it was going to be? Um, yeah, it was everything I thought it was going to be. Uh, we only got to go to Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, but still amazing. Um, I did not know how big, like, their property is, though. Oh, yeah. You have to take, like, the bus from hotels to the theme park. I was very surprised. I was like, wow, this is massive. And the biggest parking lot I've ever seen in the world. Did you get to go into the Star Wars area? Because I haven't been since all that happened. I did. It was very stressful because, so the way they have the new ride set up, um, you have to get into a queue for it, and the queues only open up at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. So we had three phones going trying to get into the 7 7 a.m. one, and we missed it, even though we were on it at exactly 7 a.m. So then I was stressed by the time 1 p.m. hit, and I was like, what if we miss it again and we don't get to go on the new ride? Uh, But we did. We got the 1 p.m. one, and um, 10 out of 10, the new ride I thought was really amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a horror show, so I gotta know, what did you think of The Haunted Mansion? Um, I loved it. I loved it so much. I found out afterwards, though, I was a little upset, there's a wedding cake that you can get um, that is in theme of the uh, Haunted Mansion. 
Um, and I'm sad I didn't know about that ahead of time because I would have gotten that. It's like a big white wedding cake with fake blood on it. Oh, cool. Oh, <laughs> I would have loved to get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually got a bumper sticker of the Haunted Mansion on my car um, that I'll pick up hitchhiking ghosts. So. <laughs> well, yeah, good to know for all the all the ghosts and goblins out there. Um, I'm talking to my very distinguished guest today, Morgan Short. I'm very excited to meet you, get to know you. Um, and you would do a better job introducing yourself than I ever would. Um, so why don't you just go ahead and tell the listeners uh, who you are and what you're all about. All right. So, um, like you said, my name is Morgan Short. Um, I would say I'm an amateur filmmaker in the Cleveland area. Um, I graduated from Cleveland State University with a film degree and a minor in anthropology, which is kind of an odd mix. And yeah, I just, I really enjoy horror films. Horror and comedy are my top tier favorite uh, genres. And I try to create horror the most, just because they're the most fun, you get to put in the most random things with like makeup and all that sorts of stuff. And I really enjoy that. And... Currently, um, I am working at a production company where we just make commercials, which is not as exciting as making horror movies, but you know, one day, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you first become interested in filmmaking and stuff? Because I know when I was a kid, I mean, you're a little bit younger than me, but when I was a kid, we were all running around with our VHS cameras, um, just making crazy things like with the neighborhood kids. What was sort of your film background like? So pretty similar in that aspect. So one of our like family bonding experiences that we do is we would go to the movie theaters on the weekends, um, almost every weekend. And it, my parents didn't really care if it was an R-rated film. They're like, yeah, we're going to take you anyway. As long as there wasn't like super graphic stuff. They're like, hey, we're all still going to go see this movie together. Um, and my mom always had me watch horror movies, which I hated as a child. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, actually, no, these are, these are great films. Um, and yeah, my mom, when I was 10, she got me one of those little, um, little cameras that had little tiny cassette player tapes. And I would just go around town making random, like newscast stuff with my friends all the time. I don't know why I wanted to do news when I was little, but I was like, Oh, this is fun. Um, and then I also would fill up my mom's phone cause she had one of the phones at the time that could do video. They're only like 10 second videos that she could store, but I like just took up all her memory on her phone of just weird short films that I would make and she'd get so upset with me. Um, but yeah, so that would say that's pretty much how I got started and how I love film the way I do today. So you mentioned you used to not really like horror films that much. Do you happen to remember what the first horror film... Because I know, like, with me, like, my first horror film that, like, I ever saw in my entire life, it's very, like, vivid memories for me. Um, do you remember the first horror film that you ever saw? That, I can't believe I can't remember the first one. It might have been Halloween. Um, my mom really loves that film. And it might have been that one. And uh, Top Tier Terrifying. Um, yeah, I'd have to, say, I'd have to say it was that one. Um, but random thing, the film that scared me the most out of all the films she had me watch, which isn't even a horror movie, really, the movie Signs. Sort uh, of, yeah, it's like a sci-fi horror kind of scenario. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first one that I watched that I was like, wow, these terror. I couldn't sleep for like two weeks because <laughs> yeah. I was so afraid there was going to be an alien outside my door um, or outside my window like they are in the film. So what a time. Um, so, yeah, I can't remember. The it has to be Halloween. It has to be Halloween. Yeah. I was even scared of the VHS cover um, when it was yeah. like over in the stack. Yeah. So you went from hating them, and then now you said it's one of your favorite genres. Do you happen to, like, remember when it switched? Like, when you started to enjoy them? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, once again, this isn't full-on, I wouldn't consider it full-on horror, but uh, the movie, when Resident Evil came out, um, it didn't scare me at all, and I was like, you know what? Actually, zombies and monsters are really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that would probably be the first, uh, I guess, horror film that made me be like, okay, I need to give more of these films a try um, and enjoy them and watch them. And also, Freddy Krueger, too. Not part two, but um, he was he was pretty funny as well as I got older. And I'm like, actually, this guy, I like him. He's yeah. <laughs> they, play it, they play it straight for the first few when it's just a couple like little jokes here and there. 
but then by the fourth one, it's like almost like slapstick at some point and just like constant right. one-liners back and forth. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Did you, um, and you obviously said that you did films when you were a little kid and you were filling up your mom's phone. Did that sort of filmmaking, did that carry over into like, obviously in college, but like in your high school years, like, were you like taking any film courses? Were you, um, just going to the movies all the time or? Yeah, no, in high school as well. Uh, when I switched, when I transferred schools to Lakewood high school, they had a interactive media program, which was a two year course. Um, and I took that, uh, it was great. I didn't really get to do super scary stuff. Um, my teacher didn't like them as much. Um, like one time I did this really gory bloody shoot and like, she wouldn't let the rest of the class see it. She would just <laughs> look <laughs> and she's like, uh, you did it. I give you an A for doing it. But, uh, okay. I was like, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that was probably my start on like the right path of going off to film school. Cause I've honestly been wanting to be a filmmaker since I was 10. So yeah. trying to, trying to do that. Have you ever gone back and tried to watch any of your high school films? Um, I have. They're, they're not good. Um, <laughs> um, I tried watching my, I guess, senior year thesis for high school, which was just this weird, depressing music video. Um, that, that was rough. I'm like, these are all so bad. But you know what? I tried. I was out yeah. here trying. <laughs> yeah, but you, you caught the filmmaking bug, uh, decided to go to Cleveland State. Why did you choose Cleveland State? Um, honestly, just because they were the cheapest. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> that's the reason why. I had gotten, I'd applied to 11 schools, and I'd gotten in them all. Um, so there was a lot of different options I could have gone to. Uh, like, I was possibly thinking of Hofstra, which was a really, had a really cool film program, or Loyola out in California. But all of these schools are like, 50 grand a year, and I was like, and they only wanted to give me half the scholarship. They're like, oh, we'll give you 25 grand a year. And I'm like, well, where am I going to come up with the other 25 grand? And they're like, oh, well, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. Cleveland State, that's, that's the place to be. Also, it was looking good. Um, I mean, we, we had the Avengers film at that point out already, the first one. Yeah. So, I was like, you know what, maybe. Maybe, maybe Cleveland's the place yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I know so many people who either, like, during school, because I went to Kent State for film, and I know so many people who either went out to California for six months and came back, or right. New York, or this and that, and, I mean, there's been plenty, like, since I've graduated, there's been plenty of stuff that's been going on in the Cleveland area, um, I haven't been involved with as much of it as I would have liked to, I moved away for a few years, and this and that, but yeah, Cleveland, it's, it's been a good place, like, consistently, especially with horror films recently, yeah. um, because I know they did, um, horrible film, but I know, like, they did, like, the Bye Bye Man here, um, they did, a bunch of other stuff like Netflix stuff. Little Evil is another one they right. did around here. Um, but yeah, like Cleveland's a good place for film right now. Yeah, and then it seems like it's just gonna get, keep getting better. So um, looking forward to just doing, even just helping out on films uh, is exciting to me. Because currently I think I'm gonna be stuck at my current job for a little while because it makes good money, even though it's not very creative because I'm just a production manager. But um, Still looking forward to, you know, more things opening up and more films coming to Cleveland. So what was, so what was like your college experience like working on films? Um, it was interesting. I accidentally did the film course too fast. Um, so I never went and like talked to my advisor and I took my, my senior thesis, like the beginning of my junior year, which was way too fast. Um, and then I ran out of film school, ran out of yeah. film class, essentially. I was like, ah, what do I do now? Um, I mostly just worked on, um, I mean, I just most, worked on my own stuff and, like, got to interact with more of the film community and introduce, I feel like film school is basically just to introduce yourself to the film community. Um, I don't know where I would have met these people without them. And I'm trying to think of... I did a lot of um, also ghost hunting as well in college. I was getting gigs to do that, which was weird. Tell me um, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to hear about the ghosts. <laughs> I guess you consider that you can consider that uh, horror. Um, I was once asked to be a videographer for a ghost hunting 
venture for this one paranormal company that's in Cleveland. Um, that was an interesting time because they had never had a videographer on any of their things before. So they're like, oh, we'll just walk around. And I'm like, by myself in this big house that is supposed to be haunted? Okay. <laughs> um, it, we only had one. In, I only caught one interesting thing on camera. We did one of those um, audio voice boxes things where it goes through all the channels and it talks. Oh, the and, ghost box. Yeah. Yeah. And they asked it a direct question, and it answered, and I got so excited. Oh, the like, spirit oh. box. My mistake, the spirit yeah. box. Yeah, spirit yeah. box. Um, other than that, it was a very dull, dull time, and I stopped working with them because the people who owned it were, like, really weird, um, and I had weird morals, and I was like, mm, I'm not going to do that. Just very and, weird vibes all around. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, mm, okay, don't want to be here anymore. And then I also got paid to um, exercise a person's house one time. It was a Mother's Day gift. Um, and they paid me and my friend, and I went in with a camera and stuff. Um, and apparently it worked. That lady said she has no more ghosts in her house. So verified, certified, I can exercise your house. So when it comes to, like, the world of paranormal, have you, like... Are you, like, a skeptic? Have you experienced... Because, like, when you were out in these places or, like, doing an exorcism, did you, like, feel anything, see anything? Um, or were you just, like, blank-faced, like, I don't know what's going on right now? Uh, so one of the things that me and my grandma would do when she would watch me all the time when I was little, we'd watch uh, the Travel Channel and we'd watch A Haunting. Um, yeah, all the time. That was always on her TV. So... I'm aware of ghosts, but I'm not a hardcore believer in a lot of instances. So basically I just went in and I was, mostly I was just creep, creeped out because I'm like, I'm in a house that's dark that I've never been in before. Right. Uh, I don't trust humans more than I don't trust ghosts. So it was, it was mostly just creepy due to that. Um, so I would say I'm maybe only like a 20% skeptic and then the rest I'm like, yeah, ghosts are cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, getting back to some of the uh, your college years and experiences in college, um, working on films and stuff, um, at least like with my experience when I was in quote unquote film school or a school for film, um, a lot of the classwork is basically your fundamentals, right? But if you actually want to learn what you're doing, you kind of got to do it yourself and you kind of got to get out and make your own things and do this and that. Um, did you, were, did you make any, like, um, were, I have some films down that you had sent me. Um, but were, in your early college years, like, did you have any, like one big project you were working on besides your thesis? Or like, did you have any like interesting things that you made and you're really proud of? Um, so I, I have two answers, answers for that. I don't know if I could say I'm really proud of them, but I worked hard on them. Um, so the one was when I ran out of film classes, I was like, okay, the only thing else I can do is just do an independent study where I took a semester and I mean, I still had my other random classes, but for my only film class, technically that one was, I just made a film on my own and with no professor or anything. Uh, that was called No Chance. And that was a fun experience because I wasn't having to check in with a professor every day. I really just had to plan it all out myself. Um, I didn't, because most of the film classes, they put you in your group that you have to work with those people. This was kind of the first time that I had to reach out to other people and be like, hey, can you help me on a Saturday for no money because I'm in college? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, and go hang out in this field for four hours in the dark. Um, so that was a great time. Um, the only thing that happened with that film was the audio kind of got messed up midway through. Um, there was a lot of stress with that film. I had lost, I had uh, got the Zoom recorder from Cleveland Camera Rental, which I love them. And I accidentally kept the audio inside the, the Zoom. So I had to run back and get it. That was stressful. But it still, there was a glitchy um, with the audio. But that was the only problem. A great story about that film, though, was my friend let us borrow their garage that was that really was out in the pitch black middle of nowhere. It was just kind of where you we, when you pass a field and there's just a building in the middle of the field. We filmed in one of those places. Right. <laughs> so there's nothing there. And when we were pulling out, I was driving my dad's car because I did not have a car at the time. 
and there was a driveway and on both sides there's a ditch that there's nothing that tells you there's a ditch it just drops off about five feet and so when I was pulling out and trying to look at the GPS I heard something like creak underneath the car so I asked my friend I was like hey can you get out to see what I just like hit or something and he opened the door and he disappeared oh (laughs) because (laughs) he was just gone and it's because I was so close to the ditch that there was no ground for him to step on. Um, that was 10 out of 10, probably one of the funniest film experiences I've ever had. Uh, but not for him, because he came out covered in mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then for the other projects that I've done, um, was the 48 hour. Um, I did those for majority of my college career. I say majority, but I did that about three years in a row. Um, and those would be the projects that I've worked on outside of school during that time. So tell me, because I'm curious. So tell me a little bit about your 48-hour process. Because um, I've only done one before. And the way we did it, because I know some people like to cut corners and like do this and that. And it's not really done in the 48 hours, all of it. Uh, but we did it, like, we waited until 7 p.m. to even start thinking of our plot and cast and stuff like that. So I'm just curious, like, because you've done a few of these, and I guess, what's sort of your process when you're approaching a 48-hour film festival? Um, I didn't even know there was people cutting corners. Never mind, I didn't know. There are people that do that. Um, so uh, I usually work uh, with, with the same group. I've worked with the same group probably three years. I think there was one year for a fourth year that I kind of helped with one but then it worked out i've only done the horror one because i feel like that one it sounds bad but that one's like a little bit easier you kind of have an at least you have an idea of what kind of props you could have um where with the summer one you have no idea at all but yeah no we all just meet up um usually my friend picks up the information and we all come to my house and we just usually write until about 1 a.m and then Everyone goes home or they sleep over, and then we wake up at 8, and we start filming right away. So there and is then, so there is sleeping involved. When I yeah, did it, there was no sleeping involved. <laughs> there's nothing, yeah, there's no sleeping. We usually sleep from probably about, yeah, about 1, 2 a.m. to about 6, 7 a.m. So we did a little bit of hours, um, or else we'd probably all hate each other at the end. Um. <laughs> that was also our problem. <laughs> No, nah, that's a little harsh, we but... All day for, uh, we use all, all day Sunday for editing, and that's how that goes. Yeah. Um, and you said you've done you've done a few of them. Um, some of them you've sent over. Um, so you did Home Sweet Home. Was that the first one you did, or...? That was not the first one, but that is the last one we did. So that was in 2019. That was the most recent one. Um... That was the one that I directed the most. Usually I co-direct. Um, and so that one, I was the front runner director. Um, I still had a co-director, which was my friend. But um, yeah, that one was, I had a great time. We got access to basically an abandoned house, um, which smelled awful the entire time <laughs> we were there. And there was like nowhere to sit because everything was crusty and gross. Um and then we put fake blood everywhere, but it was fine because it was an evicted house. It was okay. Um, and we were on the east side of Cleveland, so like everyone was worried about their car, um, like, overnight. It was it was a time. It was a great time. Um, that one turned out, I think, pretty well. I liked that one. Yeah, and all of these are on YouTube um, if people want to go and check them out. Um, some of them are, at least. Um, so what can you, for people who want to go and check this out, what can you tell me? What is Home Sweet Home? Um, so Home Sweet Home is a basically if this one was a little bit harder it might be a little hard to come across because we kind of we we bit more than we could chew in the process basically what it is um these co-workers come and meet their friend from work who is very normal at work and like oh there's an average lady but they come to her house and how she sees her house is very different than how everyone else sees her house um, so basically like in the opening scenes, they walk into a nice house and she's sitting in her nice house saying, Oh, like, welcome. Um, but in reality, um, her house is the evicted abandoned house that she lives in and she is just not aware. And she does not take the news lightly that, yeah. uh, her house looks bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. Um, and yeah, so you said that one was a great experience to do. That was the last one that you guys did? Yeah, for the for the 48-hour horror, yeah. We are probably going to try and do it again this year. Um, but yeah, that was 2019 one. And then our most recent film that I've helped on was um, Labor of Love, which for the first time as me and my friend, have we did not do a horror film. Um, so that was an interesting experience. What can you tell me about that one? Um, so that one, it's just a cute, light, um, comedy drama, and it kind of, he had honestly just moved, bought a house, like, two weeks prior, and then he's like, well, let's make a movie with his house, his brand new house, um, which, that was, it was a good time, it was really cute, it turned out cute, um, and it was a, it was a good end product. That was for the Fun Mills Festival. That's oh, okay. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've done you've done a couple others. You sent me one more. Um, I'm what what is the pronunciation? Is it just sensory or how do you how do we sensory, say sensory? Yeah, no, it's sensory. Okay, I wanted <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> that was our first. Me and my friend. Uh, that was our first uh, forty eight hour horror film. Um, that that one felt like we didn't sleep. Um, we did not have a clear cut plan for that one. That one that one was a rough one. We were all very tired. Um, we turned it in. We were just exhausted. Um, but it was good. It was, it was an interesting time. We had an interesting cast. Um, it was, yeah. What can you tell me about the film? What is it about? For all oh. the, for all of our lovely listeners out there who would like to, cause I've seen the film. Um, but for those of them who would like to go and check this out, what, what are they getting themselves into? <laughs> uh, so it's just a cute, I shouldn't say cute, but it's so, whenever I think of like a short film, I'm like it's cute. Anyway, um, wow, it's been like four years since since I've watched it. I should have watched them all before I sent them over to you. Um, basically, it is about also um, a young couple, and they just have this this guy who um, he's he's got he's got you know telekinesis, um, which which causes them quite a ruckus. Yeah. And they don't have a good day because of this man, but yeah. you know that's that's what it that's how it be. Yeah. One of the one of the lines that I really struck out to me when I was watching this film um is there's a scene like in a living room and um the girl is watching Frankenstein with Boris Karloff she says and she's moving on to Nosferatu and the guy is like oh those are trash. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like I can't deal with this guy. <laughs> make him a little unlikable um the guy who who responds with that and um yeah most definitely very very sinful things to say in in the horror comedy or horror community i actually just got a nasferatu shirt yesterday i'm so excited about it um but it's the nasferatu scene in spongebob when he's like oh of course yeah yeah well was that your introduction to nosferatu that was my introduction to him Oh, was, um, no, I knew about Nosferatu beforehand. Um, I don't think I'd seen the entire movie, um, but I had seen bits and pieces of it. Just it, I don't know, I think it was on one of the older channels growing up. And I was like, this man, this man is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you also sent along a film that you helped out on and you were also in called Ghosted. Um, what can you tell me about that one? Oh, so Ghosted was shot in my house. And, wow, it was the hottest day last summer. Um, wow, it was a rough one. All I can think of was how hot it was. But anyway, um, so that one my friend wrote that was completely his side project, his film. Um, that is for La Black Square. Um, and essentially it was just about um, a guy who doesn't want to accept no for an answer that this girl just ghosted him um apparently this man was not living in 2021 and was not aware <laughs> of that term um so he hires a, a paranormal investigation team to come to his house because he's like ghosted obviously that means she's dead or there's a ghost and uh, there's a cute little twist in the end um and yeah so that's what that film's about um that's also just a nice little sweet comedy short um a little spooky so something, so something I find interesting about this film, um, especially since you said you had some paranormal experiences before, 
you do play a paranormal videographer in this film. Yes. Uh, that is why my friend cast me. First off, he cast me because, I mean, it was COVID, so we were trying to only stay with people that not we weren't getting anybody else that was really outside of our circle. Um, and he's like, well, Morgan, you've already done it before. Now just pretend to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that experience kind of like um, to not play yourself, but basically just to sort of be thrown in there, being like, all right, go do this thing? <laughs> Um, it was a little surprising. I don't consider myself a good actress. So I was like, all right, we're really taking a risk here today, bud, with casting me, but okay, I'll do my best. Um, I mean, I got a t-shirt out of it, so that was cool. Uh, Always nice. <laughs> yeah. And no, no, it was fun. I liked, uh, I liked the character that I played. Um, she wasn't honestly too much different than myself. I was just like, oh, I'll just be myself, I guess. Just a little more sassy. A little more, I don't know. Yeah, mostly sassy was what it was. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting experience. Um, I would love to be a character in a horror movie that dies, though. I think that would be great. Uh, what would your horror movie death be if you had to write it down? If you were penning the script of your horror movie death, what would it be? I like those scenes in movies where um, there's that person who's like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. We're all fine. And then all of a sudden, like, a giant knife just like th gets thrown in the air and stabs them and then they're dead. Uh, I would like that one. I would like to be completely nonchalant of, uh, we're fine guys. There's no murderer in the woods. And then bam, my head gets taken off. Like, oh, well, she was wrong. So you see yourself as the person who's out right at the very beginning and not the final girl. Yeah. I mean, in theory, I would love to be the final girl. Um, but I don't know if I have it cut out to be the final girl. <laughs> and why 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 do you feel that way? I feel like you could you can do anything you set your mind to. This is true. Um maybe in real life if I was somehow in an awful horror movie in real life, I maybe I could. Um but I feel like in a movie they honestly even though they are the final girl, they make so many dumb choices that lead up to them being in the situation that they're in sometimes that That's I'm like true. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I would make those choices. I probably, I guess it I guess it, it benefits them in the end because they still live. But, you know, I just don't know if I would go camping in the middle of nowhere um, that has heard that there's killers on the loose and there's only three of us and none of us have brought anything to survive. But, but the final girl puts herself in those situations. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, while we're on the topic of... The final girls, though. Uh, I'm stealing this from my friend's podcast, um, Stephanie from Books in the Freezer. Um, while we're on this topic, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but final girls, right? On her show, she always, since we're visualizing you as the final girl, um, what song would be playing in that final chase for you? If you had to pick a song, it's like, this is the, the triumphant end of the film, I'm gonna make it out of this. What would be blasting in the background? Oh my gosh, this is a hard question, mainly because whenever anybody asks me about music, um, I suddenly my brain acts like I've never heard a song in my life before. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I'm one of those people, like, if I have a band shirt on and someone asks me about my band, I'm like, I don't know, I've never heard of the band, which is not true, I have, but that's how my brain works. Um... <laughs> My first thought, which is not good, I wouldn't really want this, but the first person that came to my head uh, is the rapper Young Gravy. Um, and you're I gonna have to enlighten me with this. I have no idea what this is. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's the boomer in me, but I. I what, so what is a Young Gravy? He's he's a comedy rapper. Um, I think that's the best way to, to describe him. Um, most of his songs are just about uh, him sleeping with older women, like milfs. Um, Legend. Yeah, he, yeah, he's just a comedy rapper. Um, I love him though, but um, maybe something by him, which would probably ruin the mood for for the for the final <laughs> girl. Um, but it would be funny, and I would like for it to be funny. Uh, so perhaps something by him. But I guess it may be for being a little more serious. Um. Man, what would be a good good way 
if I killed the person in like if it was a if it was a, you know a murderer like Halloween or something and I blew him up in a giant factory, I think the song Radioactive uh, would. There be, you go. Uh, <laughs> and just because there would be cool explosions and it would go together, so maybe that. I don't know. That's I a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I knew better songs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've taken the role as a director, you've done some acting, um, you've done, you've done a lot of stuff, but what, like, what do you consider yourself? Like, are you, do you prefer to direct? Do you like the producing end of things? Like, what are you really like, this is my thing, like, this is what I'm passionate about? Um, I 100% prefer acting. Or not acting, I'm sorry, directing. I 100% <laughs> prefer directing. I don't know why I said acting, I think because we just talking about it. Um, that is my goal. That has been my goal for a long time. Um, I also just feel like directors are the only ones that really get to say, hey, that's my movie. Like, I made that. Even though there's so many other people that have created this film, um, you know, there's the editors, the producers, everybody. I feel like I just like the concept that, like, directors are like, hey, I made that. Um, so I kind of like that. And I just also like being able to organize how everything's going to go. Um, I like being in control in that aspect. Um, but in the same time, sometimes I do appreciate when someone just asks me to help out on a film and I just show up and they're just like, hey, do this, this, or that. Because sometimes that's just a fun time. Um, but yeah, directing is, it would be my, my, my main uh, thing. And I would prefer to like direct horror comedy. But um, um, I've also, I've been on a, a few true crime stuff, and that's also pretty fun. Yeah, you had mentioned that to me. Um, you were on the, the Murder Tapes, it's called? Yeah, Murder Tapes on the Discovery Channel, um, or ID, Investigation Discovery Channel. Um, I got to help out with those twice. It was supposed to be a third time, but COVID came. Uh, that was a fun experience. Um, they did two episodes in Lakewood, which I was surprised. I was like, I didn't know we've had important enough murders in Lakewood to be on TV, but apparently we have. Yeah. Um, and one of the days though, uh, I just had to sit at the police station for nine hours and just watch interviews, interview footage for nine hours. That was a rough one, but it was a good time. Yeah. What was sort of your role with that? Were you, like, a production assistant? Were you, like, doing camera stuff? Or, like, so, what? Yeah. Uh, for the uh, murder tapes, I was just a production... I was just a PA. Um, because they just send in a, a crew of three people, like, three dudes who are from L.A. and New York. They know nothing about Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so, basically, I tell them where to get their rentals, and I tell them where to eat food, and I just help out on set. It was interesting. One night they had me go off at like 7 p.m. I had to find um, targets, like human target silhouettes. Oh, okay. <laughs> because they wanted to do a shoot in the Lakewood Police Department's um, fire range, but they had just redid their fire range, so there was nothing in it. Um, and they're like, Morgan, go find these. And I don't know anything about guns. So here I am. I had to go to three different gun stores just to find the, the things that they were looking for. Um, what an interesting time. I walked into one, and the second I walked in, and the guy's talking about how much he hates cats. And I was like, I am really out of my element here. Um, because <laughs> I know nothing about guns, and I love cats. So, anyway. That sounds like my worst nightmare as well. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't relate to this at all. <laughs> Um, so that was an interesting time, but, um, yeah. And then also not just murder tapes. I also worked with transition studios as well. Um, and they make true crime documentary films. Yeah. And what was that experience? You said some of their films had, are on Netflix. Um, how did you sort of get hooked up with them and, um, what projects did you work on with them? So the films that I worked with them, they're still in production. They're not ready to be released yet. So I can't really say too much about those ones. Um, but I can say, kind of what I've done for them and the films that they have out now. Um, the films they have out now, one, I think it's on HBO still, um, called Murder in the Park, or it might be on Netflix now. Um, and that is about 
um, a guy being wrongfully accused for um, a murder, and he was in prison for like 25 years, even more if possible. And um, because of their film, they like helped him get released. Um, and he actually lives in Brooklyn, Ohio now, um, even though though it was a murder that happened in New York, I think. Hmm. <laughs> so technically, it has a happy ending because the guy got out. And um, also, the other film they have on Netflix is uh, White Boy Rick, which is about the. I was on White Boy Rick. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the actual like film version or the documentary version? Not the documentary version. The film version. The right. One, okay. That they shot in Cleveland as well. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. So there was the, they made the documentary version. Um, that was I didn't get to help out with that one. But the reason why I knew these people was my professor. Um, Neuendorf was really close friends with them and then I actually worked with um, the owner's son as well at one of my jobs and then I had more friends who started working with him so I was like hey can you just hire me too because we keep <laughs> running into each other all the time um, basically what I had to do for him though uh, I was also just a PA but I was just doing all the research that goes into true crime which is so much research um, I had to watch a year's worth of news footage from Wisconsin, um, which that's a time. Uh, Menards jingle is still stuck in my head. <laughs> Apparently, they really love Menards up in Wisconsin. They love it more than us, and Ohio loves it. I mean, you hear the commercials <laughs> all the time constantly here, but yeah, that's you can't get more Midwest than a Menards. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, they have uh, two different films that I helped out on with uh, that hopefully are coming out. Hopefully within the next two years, we'll see. Um, but I'm pretty excited about those ones. Yeah. Um, what are what projects are you working on now? Um, so I do have one short film that I really want to get done. Um, the only thing I'm having trouble with is um, finding someone with a really nice bathroom. So if anyone listening has a really nice bathroom and will <laughs> let me film in it, uh, please do. <laughs> Um, that is just a one page script, honestly, that I just kind of had in the back of my head that I was like, well, let's, let's make it, let's do it. Um, and it was supposed to be filmed last month, but, uh, plans kind of fell through. So hopefully I can find a replacement bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all the viewers out there, if you're in the Northeast Ohio area and you've, you've got a good bathroom, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um... That's the only horror thing I have going on right now. And then I'm also um, trying to create my own podcast. We just recorded our first episode yesterday. Well, that's fun. Uh, Tell yeah. me, because by the time this is out, your podcast will probably be out there into the world. Um, so give, give me the scoop. Okay, so um, our plan is to release it in the end of June. And it's, gonna, it's called um, A Short and Shorter Podcast. Uh, which basically it's just me and my best friend. Uh, the joke in the name is that my last name is Short, and he's also a little person. So we have Short and we have Shorter. Um, and basically uh, we just will be reviewing um, relevant media. So if any of you like new horror movie or a TV show or a book is out, and it doesn't have to be horror, we're probably going to talk about just about anything that is like, what are people talking about right now? Um, and then we'll give a review on that, and then we're going to keep them pretty short, because both him and I have short attention spans, <laughs> um, so our episodes are only going to be 25 minutes long, and yeah, uh, first episode, not not great, we, we learned the lesson of, uh, we were ordering another mic, but we're going to release it anyway, because even though the audio is a little bit rough, uh, I think it's important to show your failures too. Oh yeah. Like, hey, we tried. So like, from from personal experience, you're not gonna know what you're doing for a while, right? Because um, things are gonna keep coming up, and I know like my first podcast, um, not this one, but my other podcast that I do besides this, the entire first season is just like I can't even go back and try to listen to those ones. Um, <laughs> it takes a while to like get in the swing of things, but you'll get used to it. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, uh, and it should be a good time. Um, hopefully on our next episode, I'm going to be able to review the new Conjuring film that, that came out. I'm very excited to watch that, and I'm very excited to talk about it afterwards. Yeah. 
Um, at the time of this recording, that film came out yesterday. Um, but of course, by the time anyone will be hearing any of this, it's long since passed. But yeah, it's out this weekend, so hopefully you guys can get that going. So excited. How? Uh, what are your feelings on The Conjuring films? So, okay, so it's a little tricky. So the first one, I think, is just alright. Um, the first, Annabelle, is horrible. Um... I didn't even watch the Annabelle films. I consider myself a Conjuring fan, but I have not watched the Annabelle films. Okay, so <laughs> so here's so Annabelle Creation, okay, which is the sequel to Annabelle. I think it's the fourth film overall, or maybe it's like the fifth one. That one might be the best. Oh, okay. Um, so Conjuring Two, I think, is very good as well. So those two is like a toss up. Those two are both very good. But the thing, uh, the reason I think I like Annabelle Creation the best is because the first Annabelle was, like, so bad. So it's, like, it's kind of, like, how is this good? It's, like, how did you come up with something to get me reinvested in this? Mm -hmm. And then I haven't seen the third one, Annabelle Comes Home, but that's supposed to be pretty good. My friend says it's, says it's good. I don't necessarily believe him. Um, but, yeah, those are my thoughts about it. Um, I haven't seen, like, La Llorona or any of the other, like, spinoffs or anything i've seen part of the nun um that's just laughable um <laughs> but yeah what do you think about conjuring um i really enjoyed them personally um i kind of have enjoyed where where we are at with horror films over the past 10 years um because my thing with the horror films i really don't like uh like tortury ones and i don't like um well, I guess that's the main one. I don't like torture ones. So if you just give me a monster or a ghost, I'm like, yes, that's this. This is what I'm all about. Uh, also, I mean, if there's a random killer, but I that's I still consider that a monster. Um, also, I am top peak. Um, and technically, since I was, I guess I grew up Catholic, even though I didn't go to a Catholic school or anything. Um, anything that has to do with like the devil, I'm like, ooh, spooky, scary. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, no, I thought I thought they were a fun time. Um, and I look forward to the third one. It is funny, though, when you look up, like, the true stories behind them and it kind of takes all the spook out of the film um, and how basically every house they've gone to, the people actually really hate Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, and right, yeah. Helpful in any way whatsoever. Um, so I find that funny. Especially in The Nun... Um, is it the nun or, um, but just like, uh, Conjuring Part 2 and that one specifically, they actually only showed up to that house for one day, um, and they were uninvited, and they just showed up and were like, hey, we're here to help you, and they're like, why? <laughs> no, no one asked you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from, no, no one I actually know, but like, I've listened to a few podcasts or whatever where like, they've had the families on, like, the show or whatever, and, like, they don't even like to talk about it. Yeah. Like, they're just like, yeah, it's not, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> Apparently Lorraine would just come in and do a seance, which I feel like doing a seance is, if you have a ghost problem, I feel like that's the worst thing to do. I don't think you should talk to it. Yeah. No, do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, we'll see, we'll see how the third one goes. Yeah, so you, you said you've been pretty high on horror the past, like, ten years or so. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite, um, but what are, like, some of your... What are some of your go-tos? What are some of your favorite horror films? Um, I really enjoy... Um, I have bad opinions. I'm going to say that right now for everyone listening. You don't have... The people that listen to this show, and I have my friend Miles on here all the time, they're used to the horrible... Worst opinions you could possibly have. I guarantee your opinions are god tier compared to some of the shit he says. <laughs> um, Just had to roast him real fast. It's fine. <laughs> so talking about like the ones in the last uh, ten years, like I really enjoyed the Insidious um, series that came out, the Sinister series, and the Conjuring series that all kind of came out at the same time. Um, I just thought that was. I think that what kind of got me back more into horror. Um, just. Even though with Insidious, I was really upset with that monster reveal in the end, uh, with him just being a goat man, that really broke my hopes and dreams of a big scary monster. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just Tumnus over here on the piano. Okay. Anyway, 
<laughs> but up until then, um, it was a good time. I do want to reference um, this one horror film that I make all my friends watch if they say they haven't seen it and we're having a movie night. It's not good, and I shouldn't say I love it, but I kind of do. Um, it's called Black Sheep, and it's like a B-rated horror film. Have you ever seen it? I have never seen it. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Um, not that people in the podcast can see it, but this is... I, I have it. I'm ready. I think um, I've seen that cover. Oh, it's awful, but it's so funny. It's it's just a good comedy horror. Um, it is about werewolf sheep, and they're in New Zealand, which would be the worst place to have werewolf sheep since there are 20 million sheep yeah. in New Zealand. <laughs> Was it fr- uh, is it shot in New Zealand? It is. It is shot in New Zealand. It's a New Zealand film. Um, yeah, if you want to watch a bad horror movie, um, 10 out of 10, recommend um so would you say it's an underrated film or do you think it's just like a a so well obviously it's so bad it's good but like if you were to pick like what's a horror film that you think is like really underrated um so my all-time favorite horror movie um i wouldn't know if it's underrated because i feel like a lot of people do love it but um my all-time top tier right now is the witch okay um i have a witch shirt yeah i love that movie um even though it's not like awful scary like awfully scary it just it's one of the only films that i ever watched that i was just really uncomfortable the whole time i watched it and i never knew what anyone was gonna do and i didn't know where the film was gonna go um i thought it was just a really good bizarre experience i know some people said it was boring um also i just really love black phillip i have a black phillip pillow on my couch (laughs) That says live deliciously. Um, so I feel like that's a little bit underrated. Um, what do you think of the lighthouse? Wow, that I had high hopes for it because I loved the witch so much. You didn't like it. It was okay. I can tell you didn't like it. You can just say you didn't like it. <laughs> it was. It was just so weird. I mean, which part? I mean, the witch was weird too. But it was just like okay. Okay, why do we tell this story? Well, I'm. Why do we want to write this one down? I loved the lighthouse, but I found it was because we did a podcast about it, like the day after or whatever. It was kind of weird to talk about. Like we didn't know how to even like go about reviewing it. Right. It's. I. I, I can't say that I hated it. Um, I'm glad I watched it, but yes, it was. It was. I had. I'd never seen a movie like that before. So they got that going for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see what other stuff comes out from them, though. Um, I hope we do get keep on getting more weird stuff. Yeah. Um, before I started talking about The Lighthouse, you were saying something, and I cut you off a little bit. What were, what were you trying to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, um, the, um, the witch also has one of those new, one of, the, one of those new trend terms that I think is funny. Uh, horror movies that you think of oh good for her good for her horror films okay (laughs) where (laughs) so midsummer (laughs) yes one of those um and i also uh yeah i like i like that idea of like yeah you've been having a rough time you've now murdered everybody good for you have have a good time (laughs) um what are some what are some other ones you think are underrated that people should check out if they haven't already um, I'm, I'm looking over at my film list. I feel like for newer films, I haven't seen any new ones that I was like, really like, people needs to watch them. Um, that's a tough uh, question. I should have wrote a list. It doesn't have to be anything newer, just like anything you can think of. Um, to go on par with my other bad opinions, um, 1408 was also one of the first few horror films I really loved, um, just because I loved that concept of being in one room and everything just being awful, yeah. um, instead of always having a huge expansive, uh, like, if they're in the woods and they're going all these different places, I like that, that's fun, and then also, this is a random, unasked for opinion, but I wish they would make more Silent Hill films. 
My you and you and my friend Miles would get along swimmingly. He's the one with the horrible opinions, and he loves Silent Hill. <laughs> I wouldn't say I love it, but I just wish they'd make more. I would just. I know I could probably like play the video games, but like I just want to explore that world more, um, and just just keep on making grotesque, weird monsters, guys. I just I want to see what you can do with 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 the, with the CGI we have today. I've actually never seen a Silent Hill film surprisingly really? yes i don't know why i just sort of like missed the boat on it but yeah i've never seen any of the silent hills um i recommend them um you got good scary monsters um i st- it's also one of those films that like have lasting effects where whenever i hear a siren siren my immediate thought is silent hill um i like when a movie can do that where it will just have those like whenever you think of something or hear something you're like that film um so yeah Sirens are still scary because I think that everything's going to turn dark and weird goblins are going to come out of the <laughs> alleyways and walk really slow towards me and somehow it's still scary. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about underrated. We talked about your favorites. What are some that you think, not necessarily like hate, but what are some that like you think are like overrated? Like you just like don't get what the big deal is. Uh, the Saw series. Uh, 100%. No, so part one, I 100% respect. I love what they did with part one um, because it really was they're like, hey, we have a low budget and we only have this one room to shoot in. Um, and I think that's great. And then after that, I'm like, mm, I'm done. I'm not sure why everyone's so excited to go see more and more and more. Um, it was a big deal at the time. Like, I don't think, like, nowadays, like, we just had Spiral come out and Jigsaw and stuff, and, like, they just kind of come out, like, there's not too much, like, buzz around them, but I remember, like, at the time, it was, like, every year, there's a new Saw movie, it always came out, like, a couple weeks before Halloween or whatever, um, and, like, I think I was in, like, junior high when Saw 2 came out, (laughs) and I remember, like, alright, after the Halloween dance or whatever, we're all gonna go see Saw 2, and then it was just, like, every year it was, like, a tradition that, <laughs> that a Saw movie would come out, like, around Halloween. Um, but nowadays, yeah, like, no one really talks about it. Um, yeah. So I guess it's not as relevant, but that was my immediate thought. Because I re- just remember that high school time, like, everyone would be like, Saw. Like, they're just obsessed. Like, well, have you ever seen Saw? Like, yes, we've all seen Saw here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like it's the same way with, like, Paranormal Activity and stuff, too. Like, those films were, like the biggest deal at the time but then like at least that one was like shorter than saw because saw like i think what they have like nine of them now but like paranormal activity is just like five and it's like all right cool we're we out or whatever and the same with paranormal activity where i respected the first one and i thought since there was like we didn't really know the people who made the movie like they don't really have like a big big following or anything they're like oh you know, this actually could be spooky. But then when you make more and more and more, it kind of, like, takes the spookiness, I think, out of it. Um, like, when you find out that these are all just normal people and they're just, I'm like, okay. You're just doing the same stuff, guys. I mean, yeah. it's not fun. <laughs> so are you a fan of found footage or no? I do not like found footage whatsoever. The only reason why I liked Paranormal Activity Part 1 was because, I mean, except besides the fact that I thought it was pretty spooky, but, um, there's no moving camera, really. We have stationary camera, basically, in all the rooms. Um, so I like that. Um, even, yeah, found footage, not not a big fan. There's just too much shaky-shaky, and I'm like, I just want to see what you're seeing. So will you agree with me, because this is a hill I'll die on. <laughs> is Blair Witch Project overrated? I think yes. And the only reason why it was scary is because people thought it was genuinely real when it first came out. And they're like, wow, this could have really happened. But then you find out that it's just some college students. But in that fact, I respect them as well. I'm like, you guys went out there. You you got lost in the woods for two weeks. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> are there any other films you think are overrated? Other films I think are overrated? Um, there's probably a lot of them, honestly. <laughs> Um, What's one that you just can't stand, then? Like, not overrated, but what film are you just like, I I can't deal with this? Besides Saw and Hostel and all the, like, torture movies. Like, what one are you just like, I don't know why people think this is good. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I, gosh, I wish I could remember. There is one specific one. Mmm, oh man. 
What was it? Oh, oh man, it's not coming to me right now. What's one of yours? And maybe I'll think of it when when uh. Um, a film that I think really sucks is Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's valid. That's a valid opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, with that one, like, I don't know what the big deal, like, I understand, like, like, with, with these films and, like, same with, like, Blair Witch Project and stuff like that, like, I understand the horror significance, and, like, I can respect it for what it is, but it doesn't make it a good film. Like, you can watch, because, like, no matter, because everyone sees movies differently, right? Like, no matter what movie you see, it doesn't matter if it's won Oscars, all these awards, it's highly regarded, Everyone sees film in, like, their own way. So, like, every time you're watching a film, it's different to no matter who's watching it. So, just because I think that... It's not horror, but I think The Godfather is the greatest film of all time. And it's not because I'm a film snob. It's... I just... It just is. Like, to me, that's the perfect film. Um, But some people are like, alright, yeah, that film's too long. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, everyone sees things differently, I guess. And, like, Halloween. Halloween is my favorite horror film of all time. Um, and some people scoff at it because it's so popular, and some people say, oh, you know, like, Halloween's great, but not much really happens. The beginning's slow, and then it's not really good until the end or whatever. Um, so just everyone sees everything differently. Right, for sure. Um, I've actually not seen The Godfather, which I feel like is a sinful thing to say as a film major. Um, I used to get through most of film school when people would say, if I've seen that film, and I'd say yes. And then I just went and talk about it. <laughs> okay, so so I have a film school related question for you. Citizen Kane. God, I hate that film so Thank much. Thank you. Please. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh god. oh god. We saw the ceiling so much in that film, which I know at the time was very cool. That movie was rough. No. Again, appreciate okay, they invented all these new techniques, whatever. Film sucks. <laughs> Yeah, sure does, sure does. I can I can respect what you did there, but I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> cool. Um, so I guess before I let you go here, um, what are um, how can people find you um, if they want to check out your films or they want to follow you on social media? How can people um, get in touch with you? All right. So for my Facebook, you can just look up Morgan Short, and I'll be there. And that's usually how I update stuff i may be making a uh, like a more professional facebook uh, page at one point for the podcast but not sure yet um and then for the podcast uh we're gonna try and release it at the end of this month that's once again called um a short and shorter podcast uh we're gonna try to just release that on anywhere you get your podcasts and then for my uh youtube um that also you can just look up uh, morgan short and, or my email, which is morgan.short1495 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I don't have any cool stage name. I feel like directors don't need a cool stage name. No, nah, you got it all right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a creative name with the podcast, so it sort of ties in. It's punny. Yeah, gotta, I gotta love a good pun in names. Yeah. Appreciate those. Instagram or Twitter or anything, or just the Facebook and YouTube? Uh, Facebook and YouTube are probably the ones where I promote my work of the stuff. Um, I never use Twitter. I try to, um, but I always forget that it exists. <laughs> I don't like the fact that Twitter shows me what other people like on my feed because I don't care what other people like. That sounds bad. That's true. Like when I first made my Twitter or whatever, they had an option where you can turn off retweets for people that you follow. I was like, all right, cool. Great. Like, I don't want to see anyone's retweets or whatever. But <laughs> then they started showing the things people favorite. And yeah. there's no way to turn it off. <laughs> that bothers me so much. I'm like, I don't care. Like, maybe, like, retweets I might like. But just showing me, oh, they liked this. Especially if it's celebrities. Because, like, I would follow a few celebrities. I most definitely don't care what they're favoriting. I'm like, I just want to see if they say something funny. That's all I want. Um, and then on Instagram, uh, not super film-oriented, so it's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, anything else you want to... Um tell the people out there <laughs> um i think that's all but thank you so much for having me on today um super excited um but yeah guys keep out end of june the short and shorter podcast very excited even though the first episode is gonna suck be on look out for episode two where it's gonna be better audio <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. Very excited to have you on my show today. Very excited to checking out your podcast. Of course, when this show that we're doing right now would already be out into the world. Um, so I'll make sure I'll put the links down below for everyone out there to go ahead and check it out. Um, if you ever do guests on the show, let me know. I will be there. Um, and yeah, I look forward to um, everything that you've got going on. You've got some amazing things coming up. So I'm really happy for you and really excited. So Thank you so much. Um, I hope you have a lovely day. And most definitely we'll have you on as a guest. Very excited about it. Well, that's about it for this time, you guys. I hope you enjoyed my interview with my friend Morgan. Again, if you guys haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to the show. Leave a rating, review, thumbs up, and share the show with a few of your friends. It really helps me out a lot, you guys. And again, I'm going to be seeing you guys back here over on YouTube tomorrow for another episode of the House of Horror. So as always, take care and stay spooky.